Hello and welcome to another episode of Pilates Elephants. It's a little bit of a different episode today. I'm here with Carla from Quiet Bodies. Hey, Carla. Hi. Nice to be with you. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have a chat about your business. So uh, tell, firstly, can you just set a little, give the listeners a little background, who you are, where you are and what your business is? Yep, absolutely. So I'm I'm actually Kayla. Sorry, I didn't oh, even apologies. correct you. When we, that's okay. Um, I'm so used to it, but then I'm like, maybe it's good. Um, so I'm Kayla, and I own a boutique Pilates studio in Mississauga. So we're the town just west of Toronto in Canada. Um, so we are a group mat Pilates studio, um, and we also have an on-demand platform um, that kind of was my little pandemic project. So we have over 250 workouts on there, um, and we just opened. And I say we, um, but I am a sole proprietor. But uh, we just opened in May of 2023, so we just finished our first year. Um, it went really well, and yeah, that's kind of the small nutshell. Did you say you're um, May of 2020? Two, you open so you so twenty twenty two yeah correct thank you yeah. okay great and so uh, we're here to today to hopefully uh, add some value to your business so mm-hmm. what do you what do you want help with um well hiring managing instructors hiring instructors um, you know it's kind of like. Yeah, a multi-layered. I used to manage a Pilates studio, and even then it was, you know, one of my stickier spots, um, something that I found challenging. Um, You know, creating that cohesive team, um, adding value to the instructor's positions. Um, Yeah, there's just so many moving parts to it. And now I have even more now that I'm the owner of the business than when I was just like a manager, and it was just like, okay, (laughs) <laughs> you're great. You can have a job. Great. Let's go. And so uh, are you currently the only instructor in the business? No. So I hired, so between like October and November, I hired kind of like amazing instructors. They're super talented. They're great, but kind of like my plate's too full. I need to take some of this stuff off of me because I was teaching all the classes. I'm doing all the things. Um, and so they have very limited hours. Some of them come for, you know, one or two hours piece by piece. Um, the studio really started to gain momentum and traction in November of last year. Classes started to become waitlisted. And so in the new year, I knew that that was going to go even further after the Christmas slowdown. So I was like, okay, now I'm going to hire, you know, more something someone that's going to step into a bigger role. So we also, we have, we focus on group mat classes, but we also have the ability to do one-on-one private sessions. So I was, you know, my intention was to hire one person and then kind of build them out to having a full-time schedule that kind of mimics mine. So there's kind of two of us working full-time in the studio. And I found that person And what led me to start digging through, you know, Pilates Elephants archives to be like, is there anything that I can like, you know, I just need, I just need to hear someone talk about their business or you talk to them about their business. And so I hired that person and we had an agreement that we were going to start three days a week, build up that schedule. She's newer to teaching you know, she's still finishing her teacher training and then in about three months time, build her up to that five, you know, that five days a week. And right at that like 90 day mark, she turns around and she says, you know, I've gotten another opportunity at more of a big box studio. Um, They've offered me benefits, full-time employment, room for growth into teacher training roles, the whole nine yards. So that's like my, now I see this as like an opportunity. Okay, what went wrong with that situation? And now if I have to start fresh again to add to my team, how can I do it better so that I add value to that instructor's, um, you know, to that instructor's time working with me so that they don't turn around and leave me for the big box studio, so to speak, if that makes sense. Got it. That's a very specific problem, but, you know, there's more to it than that. (laughs) Yeah. 
So, Rick, can I back up a step and Absolutely. ask because you you've got these couple of uh, people who are very very part time, they're one to two hours here and here and there, and you've got waitlisted classes, which is what a great problem to have, right? Better to have uh-huh. too many clients and not enough ability to service them, rather than too much ability to service them and not enough clients. So it's yeah. definitely the higher class problem, um, but a problem nonetheless. So let me ask you, what problem are we solving for? Like when you, mm. when we get, you know, just say you, you hire a full-time person, everything's amazing, right? We can find this amazing person, et cetera. Like how does that, what problem does that solve? Um, the ability to, you know, keep up with the demands of the studio, I guess, um, you know, and I have, you know, bigger goals in mind for the business that um, requires me to not be so in the business. I still want to teach and be client facing, but I do have bigger goals um, that I'm not going to be able to be teaching 28 sessions a week, so to speak. You're teaching 28 sessions a week? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's been it's been a lot. So, you know, part of hiring is is like I need to hire like I need to hire I need to take some stuff off of my plate. Um, but then I also have the demand coming from the clients. So, you okay. know, it's yeah. And what are those bigger goals for the business? Um, so I'd love to have a teacher training program one day. Um, you know, that's like a huge goal. I mean, you know, you've done it. You do it. So um, yeah. I, and I think another part why I really love this opportunity to talk to you. Um, you had a podcast a while back with Carol, I think, and she was talking about, um, one of your graduates going out into the Pilates stratosphere, looking for work and being concerned about, um, not aligning with the other instructors or the, you know, you know, she, he or she, whoever this graduate is, being concerned about being evidence-based and not, you know, non, no nonsensical cues and stuff like that. I've learned, I've kind of ripped apart my teaching over the pandemic and kind of really took a really close look at just the industry in general. Where are the holes? What can we do better? And how can I be part of that, making a better Pilates community and bringing better Pilates to people in, in the world or in my community? So making it fun, welcoming, accessible, and impactful and empowering, so not so sterile and um, fake. I don't know. <laughs> and so I have the reverse problem when I'm going around looking for instructors and taking their classes. You know, I'll give you an example. I'm taking a beginner reformer class, just me and a fake client kind of thing. And I'm like, maybe this is a great instructor that I want to approach. We're lying on our backs, we're going into tabletop, and we're doing little toe taps as our warm-up. And um, there's a brand new person next to me, never been in a Pilates class in her whole life. And she's like, okay, if you want to progress the variation, you can go to both legs reaching out at the same time. So the new girl next to me goes for it, and she goes for both legs. And the instructor immediately runs over to her and says, no, 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 not for you. You're a beginner. It's your first class. That I do not want in my studio. That is like So I've taken, there's already a high demand for instructors. There's a limited amount of instructors that we're hiring. And now I have an even smaller amount that I can hire because it's so important to me that every person that walks through the door at Quiet Bodies feels welcome and empowered and they don't feel worried about making mistakes and they feel like it's okay that they're a beginner. It's okay that it's their first time. There's no mistakes that you can make at my studio. So the instructors really need to be empowering like that. And yeah, that was a long answer. <laughs> yeah, this is good. So the way I would, you know, the way I'd like to approach this with you is to start out, really it's, it's exactly like attracting clients, right? So you think, okay, who is my ideal client? What problem do they have that I can help them solve? You know, what obstacles are they facing? You know, how how can I help them achieve this goal that they want to achieve, whether that's recovering from injury or getting their strength back or whatever it might be? And so it's the same with prospective team members, okay? So who is this person who is your ideal team member? 
What problem do they have that you can help them solve, right? And in the, in the process, instead of them paying you money, you pay them money and they teach classes for you, but it's still an exchange of value, just like you have with your client. So let's start out by defining uh, who your ideal you know, employee is. And I want to start out by not 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 limiting ourselves to what you think is possible or likely or available in the local area or it's like let's just blue sky you know magic wand this right okay um so let's you know just throw out some stuff for me you know tell me like you you the perfect person walks in the door you're like oh my goodness you know where have you been so (laughs) what are the what are the attributes skills experience beliefs values of that person um well i'd prefer someone fully certified Mm -hmm. i'd prefer someone um, that has an interest and um, an interest in teaching interval style classes as well, strength training, stuff like that, because we do teach hybrid class styles. Um, they, and then, you know, those beliefs that I kind of, they have that, um, that growth mindset that they're, okay, I've done my teacher training, but they, they, um, they question what they learned. They're like, they don't just take everything as it's like the Bible and it says this in my teacher training manual, so it must be true. Um, so they're, you know, reaching out into other modalities or into like other places to figure out, okay, is this really true what I've learned? Um, does it align with, you know, current science and all of that stuff? And then they're also welcoming and they play great music like they put together fun classes but they they want to collaborate with me um I'm a really creative person I have a mat studio for a reason I really love you know really designing creative but effective and not complicated workouts so we we play with intervals and you know other modalities than Pilates um so yeah someone really creative and then someone that's going to kind of be like that natural salesperson, you know, like they're like, hey, I noticed you're at the end of your two-week trial. How's it been going? Do you have any questions? Um, but just taking that genuine interest in it, not necessarily yet, like it's great to sell things because the studio needs to make money in order for everyone to teach at it and do Pilates. But, you know, someone that genuinely wants, like notices that the clients are going through that process And they want them to continue to come back to their classes. Um, And they see it as that, as opposed to the instructor that's like, I have a five o'clock class. That's great. I'm just going to show up and teach my class. Mm. Um, Yeah. I'm interested in why you want somebody who's fully certified, given that you have a mat studio. Because we do, um, I do... We do offer private sessions. We do have a reformer. We do have like a Cadillac wall unit on the on the wall so I can kind of like you know pad out their schedule if Mm. you know if they're coming in for two back-to-back group classes then they could do two privates before that and then again that kind of you know goes to I can add more value to their time and because in the community that we live in I can foresee that it is going it's going to explode there's condos going up everywhere our population is going to increase by over 7000 in the next 4 years so i can see there being like a very big increase in volume but the community is not big enough yet for us to run 50 group classes a week like right now we're at 13 i would love to get to 26 but you know i don't think 50 group classes are happening yet so we offer private sessions as well as as well as just personally, I just really like working one on one as well with clients. Mm-hmm. Okay, so fully certified, open minded, welcoming, and someone whose idea of a great class is something that's simple, creative, and fun. Someone who's you said a natural salesperson, you know, looks for opportunities to offer more value and sees it as part of their role to actually put bums on mats. Um, some of those are 
I would say, more character traits or values of the person and some of their skills. So fully certified, that's a skill. Skill. Right? Teachable. Right? Yeah. Whereas growth mindset, my belief is like you either got it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Right, so if if someone comes in, they're not interested in learning and growing. It's like it's going to be a tough sell for you to try and sell them on that, right? Mm-hmm. But if someone comes in and they have a say, the you know they're they're very curious, they're very interested in learning, you know, new things, new ways, and you know they have that sort of playfulness and that creativity and the simplicity, you know, but they're not fully certified. You know, would that be a deal breaker? You know, could you could no, you could you train yeah. them up on the Cadillac? I reckon you oh, could. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I would love to have my own teacher training. Like I love I love working with instructors. I love, you know, I love coaching them. I love I love nitpicking. Not nitpicking. I don't love nitpicking, but I love like, you know, I love teaching people Pilates to the extent where I love teaching people how to teach Pilates. Um, so for that person all right, so let's segue here. For that person, well, actually, sorry, let's, 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 I'm going to park that for a second. So I think, you know, in my view, when, when I'm looking for staff, yes, absolutely, in certain roles, like skill set is important, right? So you know, if you're looking for a, a, someone to take classes and wear your clients, like there's a skill set involved in doing that, right? Which, mm-hmm. and if you get someone who's like day one out of their certification, like a rabbit in the headlights, yeah, it's going to be a while before they're at that level of like just, you know, really nailing it every class. Now, that's not to say that someone who's just certified can't be a great fit, but just someone who's not confident in their skills yet, you know, there's mm-hmm. going to be a learning curve for them, right? So you probably want somebody who's, you know, fairly well advanced along that skill curve, regardless of necessarily how many years experience they've got, but it's because people mature professionally at different speeds, right? You know, some of this mm-hmm. is still working on it 20 years later and some of us are, you know, <laughs> awesome straight out of the gate. Um, well, growth mindset, you think you're always working on it. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, where, so, but I think that, you know, so there are certainly, there's a skill set there, right? Okay, so it must be, you know, confident leading a group through a mat work session, you know, accommodating different levels, Etc. So the, the, just the technical, mechanical things that you need somebody to be able to do to succeed in the role. But then I think really the rest of it is is attitude. The rest of it is attitude and values, like that welcoming, fun, simplicity, creativity, the sales, uh, interest in, in in broadening out and learning new you know things. Like all of that is all those are attitudinal. So I think you're looking for somebody that's got a this this basic skill set. When I say basic, I don't mean like they're not very skilled. I just mean like, you know, leading a mat class is not rocket surgery, you know. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's levels to, to how well you do that, right? So you want someone who's, <laughs> who's pretty good at the basics, but not necessarily a total master because you can train that, right? You can, you can <laughs> train someone up. As long as they're good enough that your clients will be like, well, that was an awesome session, <laughs> right? I'm going to come back again next week. Right. Uh-huh. Anything else on top of that you can train. So uh-huh. I think you're really looking for, you know, given that basic skill set, that's a prerequisite to entry. But everything else is really attitude and values. Right. Uh-huh. And so I think the way you, I think you can find this person. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and I, so I think you, 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 put an ad out and it's but you've got to emphasize the values really 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 you know really um with great with primacy right the, those values are going to be front and says like i'm looking for this person oh by the way you've got to be able to teach matt you know mm-hmm. you know you've got to be creative curious fun open-minded love you know not averse to selling someone a 10 pack when they've got two clicks left on their their pack you know mm-hmm. likes to show up early make sure all the props are in the right spot, knows everybody's name, you know, all make a list of the things, right? Um, and now we think, okay, for that person, all right, so just say, you know, that, imagine that person with all those, that, those attributes, what do they want, you know? Uh-huh. What, what are, now, like you, you heard, like when, when I was, when we're talking about that, um, that podcast you mentioned, right? 
they're stressing out because they're going, oh, crap, I'm going to all these studios. And the studio owner's like, okay, toe taps, but not for you because it's your first session, right? <laughs> okay. So they've got the exact opposite problem. So if you if in your ad, right, you say, okay, if, if you want these things, right, you know, fearless movement, curiosity, creativity, fun, simplicity, adding in other workouts, progressing people, you know, all of this stuff, that's going to you know, magnetically attract the sort of person that you want. If you even go further and say, and if you're sick of slash don't want, right, uh-huh. this, 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 and this, things that you don't want, right, uh-huh. that's going to even more attract. Like imagine if you saw uh, if you saw an instructor, an instructor walked in your door and left a resume on your desk, right, and said, oh, I'm looking for a situation, an evidence-based place where I can really grow and learn and get creative and not be stuck with the same old rules and, you know, learn some science-based techniques and be around people who are open-minded and fun. It's like, and that's going to... Perfect. Right? Right? And yeah. so it's going to be the same from their end if you communicate that message in your job ad, uh-huh. right? Whereas if you just say, yeah. looking for a fully certified instructor on all apparatus, blah, 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 it's like boring. You know, uh-huh. that's it's, the same. Yeah, it like contradicts <laughs> what I'm looking for, actually. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's great. So it's, 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 it's like, it's just like looking for clients. Um, you have to try and put mm-hmm. yourself in that in that person's mindset and go, okay, what are their problems? What are they struggling with? Well, if they're this person, they'll be struggling with the same things you're struggling with, but just in reverse, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and so they will want, you know, like when you have someone who's curious and growth-oriented, right, the, you know, one of the top things they're going to want is the opportunity to learn and grow, right? That is going to be very high on their priority list. And they're going to, so what they're going to want uh, is, and value a lot in, a, in an employment situation, is regular feedback, right? Because what happens in Pilates is we end up being ships passing in the night, right? We we do our certification, it's so amazing with this group of like-minded people, we're hanging out all day talking about Pilates and geeking out over Pilates, and isn't it amazing, Pilates, 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 and then you thrust out into the world and you're teaching, it's like it's basically you're, sed- you're solitary, right? It's just like the loneliness of the long-distance runner, and it's like, yeah, you're surrounded by clients, but basically you're teaching on your own the whole time, and you don't have that peer interaction, you know, very rarely, even when you work in a studio with 10 other people, you're teaching when they're teaching and they're te- like, so you basically don't see each other. So, so if somebody's in a situation and they're, and they're feeling that, you know, keenly, because the people that will feel that are the people who want that interaction, who want to be mentored, who want to grow, right? So if you also put in your job ad, you know, you know, must want, you know, regular, you know, s- structured feedback, mentoring, Etc. And 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 make that a part of the package. Like somebody who wants a one-on-one every week for a half hour with you, where you're going to audit their class or you know work through you know how to be an even better instructor. You know, train them on the Cadillac. You know, whatever it might be. You know, um, you know, work through prob- problem clients or things that they're struggling with. You know, somebody who somebody the person you're looking for is going to that's going to be very valuable to that person and the person who doesn't want that is the person you don't want right uh-huh. yeah absolutely no that's like yeah i never obviously i never thought of it that way i'm like of course <laughs> and i think too like i mean an example i have i have one instructor and she is i'm she's just she's just she's just she's mat certified and i know her personally and she's going to know I'm talking about her hi um (laughs) but I met her um she was a barista at a cafe that I was a regular at and I got to see her first of all I was a customer and I interacted with her a lot and she's just so amazing with people um really warm personality and then she started getting curious about Pilates she did her Pilates certification and then she was like would you ever consider you know an internship and I was like absolutely Here's a class on the schedule. When she first started, she was so green. She was so nervous. And she's been teaching now since like October. And she's amazing. She's phenomenal. But that was like an instance where her skill set wasn't really like it wasn't fully formed yet. And I took kind of a chance because I was like, I know this person is like a phenomenal 
amazing human when she's interacting with, like I've seen her interacting with customers. So, you know, that kind of like mirrors and she wanted that. She's like, I want to be mentored. I want to do a one-on-one each week. I want you to like audit my class. I want you to, you know, help me become the best instructor that I can. And like, she's like an ideal person. She's actually doing her brief teacher training in September. So there you go. (laughs) And is this person still working for you? Yeah, absolutely. She has two classes a week. And I hope that, you know, when she's, you know, making that she has another job. So this is like her passion project right now. But, um, you know, I hope when she feels more confident in her skills, that she takes on more roles, like more hours with me because she's great. Okay. So that's the next uh, thing. So then that's the next thing is, Right, so you've got this person who's fantastic and you've got other people you said who are working for you maybe who are also fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the problem is though, they're only available a couple of hours a week. Yeah. So have you had a conversation with her where you sit down outside of class time, buy her a cup of tea or something and say, okay, in what hypothetical world, you know, would you come and work for me full time? Yeah, no, we have had that conversation and it's like, yeah, it's, it's there and I think it's out there, but, um, it's, it's not, it's not yet, you know, I kind of sat down and I said, okay, how far into your training modules do you feel like you'll be ready to, you know, take on clients and, you know, so we're going to have a check-in in the fall and see how she's doing. And, you know, she's bought the reformer and she's like all ready to go. So it's just a matter of, yeah, her confidence. Yeah. Okay, so the only so that so this is essentially you know the conversation with this this woman is essentially it's a sales conversation or you could think of it as a negotiation you know same same like you're trying to help her get what she wants and in exchange get what you want right that's that's what a sales conversation is like where you help them get what they want and in exchange you get what you want that's what a negotiation is as well okay and so what she wants presumably. Um, is to be a full-time Pilates teacher and changing lives, right? Uh-huh. Hmm, well, that's what you want as well, right? That's what yeah. you want. You want her to do that as well, right? So this, this yeah. seems like a very lot of potential for win-win here, uh-huh. okay? Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, how can you help her achieve that more quickly, right? So rather than necessarily just saying to her, okay, so when will you be ready? It's like... Okay, so what needs to be the case for you to be to, to make this move? Right? Oh, I need to be confident in this and this and this. Okay, well, let's get you confident in those things, right? Let's do a one-on-one every week or twice a week or five times a week. Let's have you shadowing me. Let's give you some homework and things to practice. Let's, you know, like you. This is this is this is the big. This is your this is your first teacher training student. Yeah. Right. This is, <laughs> We'll share her. <laughs> uh, and, and this truly is the process of nurturing you know, employees is to help them progress in their career goals. And uh-huh. sometimes that leads them to a better position within your organisation. Sometimes it leads them beyond your organisation, you know. Uh-huh. But either way, in, in this case, it's going to lead her towards you, right? Uh-huh. But either way, you know, it's kind of the campsite rule. You try and leave people better than, than you found them. Right, uh-huh. and even if she does go off subsequently into the wide world and seek a bigger pasture, right, she's always going to be telling great stories about how you nurtured her up and trained her up from a from a kid, and you know you were a formative mentor, and she's going to send you people. Uh-huh. You know? yeah. So, so yeah, so I would have that conversation with her and go, "Hey, look, I've been thinking about you, and you're such a great fit, and you're my really my dream, you know, team member here." And I want to know what, you know, let's have a talk about how we can actually get you confident more quickly, right? Because I want to put some more uh-huh. effort into you. So I think uh-huh. that's a very worthwhile thing to do because you already know uh-huh. her, you already trust her. You're Like you've already seen evidence that she's got the values and the beliefs and the mindset that you want. And that is, those are the hardest thing uh, to be sure of because you can t- you can test skills very easily. You just say, "Hey, teach me a class," right? And you see uh-huh. if she can see if someone can teach or not. But 
But if you say, oh, you know, are you growth mindset, are you this, people say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But then later on it turns out, oh, actually, they were just saying it, you know. like <laughs> Yeah, because people want the job. Right. And so it, those are the sorts of things that really become apparent much more apparent over time, right? And so you uh-huh. already have that visibility with this woman. You've you've already you've lived with us, you know, figuratively, and you know, you know, she's she's she walks the talk, right, with those things. Uh-huh. So I think she's a much sure surer bet that anyone knew you would hire in. So I would you know, I would say like putting effort into training her up is going to be a higher return or a better bet than putting effort into hiring someone new. Uh-huh. And, and that's not yeah. to say you can't do both, but I right. think this, yeah. is a, this is an underutilized resource for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guess like from an ethical standpoint, if she doesn't have that certification, you know, like if it's not, the paper's not there yet. Well, she's already teaching, right? So she's got some kind of Yeah, I mean, she has a MAT certification, so really, yeah. But for her to be taking on one-on-ones and stuff like that, you know, I just don't want to... Well, uh, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but... Uh, so she gets a certification from, say, Stop Pilates there in Toronto, next door to you, right? She's going to get a certification from us, Right. Same, same, right? Well, where does our certification come from? Well, she's starting in September. Well, we just made it up. You know, we made up the program. We thought, okay, here's what would be good to put in the program. This is what we think the industry needs. Then we refined that over years. We made a certificate. We got it printed up real nice by a graphic designer on special paper. Bam, there's your certification, right? Stop Pilates. They did it the same way, right? They, they just made it up. You know, Maura had some notes when she learned from, you know, Romana and then she photocopied them. She got in a couple of physical therapists and they gave her some advice and she put together a program and then she made a certificate. And then Lindsay came in and they turned it into a big business. And But it's just, a, it's just a, like, it's just, it's just you teaching her the reformer times a thousand, right? With a fancy certificate at the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? it's true. I know, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so, you know, I think, you know, again, like I'm not a lawyer, but I think the the test of, you know, someone exceeding the scope of practice is <laughs> like basically did you exceed your training, right? Are you trained to do that thing that you did, right? So if you never give her a day of training on the reform and you say, there's a reformer, go figure it out, you know, yeah, I'll fill your schedule, that's probably not ideal, right? But if yeah. you – you know, every week, you know, teach her three new exercises and then give her feedback, watch her teaching, etc. She's not ex- exceeding her training, right? Uh-huh. She's she's under supervision. She's, yeah, I don't see any problem with that. Yeah. Okay. I don't either. <laughs> when you, like, put it that way, you know. And, um, and, I mean, think about it like in a personal trainer context, right? So if you're a fitness personal trainer, right? And just say you did a fitness personal training course and you learned how to use, you know, the chest press machine and the leg press machine and the row machine, right? But say you never learned the lat pull-down machine in your particular course, right? And you go to go to work at a gym and they've got a lat pull-down machine. You're like, oh, crap, you know, I can't give anyone exercise on this machine because I'm like, no, that's not how it works, right? No, <laughs> I did my personal training. So I have my personal training certification. We didn't even touch a barbell, nothing. Like we didn't, nothing. We didn't learn how to squat. Like it was just all assumed like, okay, here's how you make a program. Here's a squat. You know, this is like a progressions list. This squat is harder than this squat. Go. That was it. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) this is different than what we do in the Pilates world. Right. So, And, And so in the fitness world, they really, we really don't differentiate between equipment. It's like, what equipment are you trained on? That's not really a question you get asked ever in the fitness world. You know, um, but in the Pilates world, that's like the first question you get asked. You know, <laughs> are you Cadillac certified? Are you Reformer certified? Etc. But in the fitness world, it's like, okay, I'm a PT. Okay, great. No one asks, like, did you learn kettlebells or did you learn barbells or did you learn the the, the, the chest press or whatever? It's like, it's just like it's all PT, right? You just how hard could it be? So, so you know, uh, 
it's just I think it's just kind of a weird thing that we do in Pilates that we think you have to be certified. Well, on it ties all back into these like all all of these weird things that we just do, and you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all what these if behaviors you... that we have learned, and yeah, the there's no reason for it. Right. I mean, and we, even in Pilates, we do it in a kind of a nonsensical way. So just say you're certified on the reformer, right? But then you go to a studio, they've got towers. It's like, well, are you allowed to teach on the tower? You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Or just say you're certified on the Cadillac and the reformer, but you've never done a tower class. Like, are you still allowed to teach on the tower? Or, yeah. <laughs> or not? <Yeah. laughs> you know? <laughs> or if you've done Cadillac, can you teach spring wall classes? Like, you know, like it's, it's like how, how, how fine do we have to niche down on that training? And I just think it's like the Pilates exercises are basically the same. Like on the reformer, mm-hmm. a lot of the time you're doing the same things you're doing on the mat. It's just a little bit well, different. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was a huge, um, the company I worked for before, we that was the company standard. We could only hire full comprehensive trained instructors. That was it. And it was so hard because so many people invest in Matt and Reformer and they're like, okay, that's good. I'm done. And I would just look through so many amazing resumes and I'd be like, I can't hire any of these people because they haven't spent 10 grand on their training. <laughs> well, I think that's, I, I, don't, I don't know, I'm just guessing, but I, I believe that that is probably a large part of why there is like a, a lot of studios are saying there's an instructor shortage at the moment because they have this like artificial requirement of you must have a 450 hour comprehensive certification and Uh they say it's club pilates they often say that in their ads you have to have a 450 hour comprehensive certification but really i know a bunch of people who teach at club pilates like 90 percent of the time you're just teaching reformer yeah you know yeah with a couple of chair exercises thrown in for good measure every now and then you know but basically Uh it's a reformer class right and you could Uh learn three chair exercises in an hour (laughs) You know, yeah. And there you the go. Class. There's your class. Great. <laughs> but you know, like you said, it's all kind of like the hundred is the you know if you know how to teach the hundred and you, okay here put your hands in straps go great perfect. Um, if you know how to work how the reformer works, then you're going to be fine. Like don't you know? Yeah. Anyways, I I, <laughs> I was going to have a very stot specific example, but I was like it won't land on everyone. I was like don't put like the stopper at like one and the thing at two and or whatever, you know, you need it, the, the springs need to have some tension on it, but otherwise right. you're good to go. <laughs> right. Right. And I get that cause I've got a, I've got a stop machine. Yeah. Um, and I hate that when you'd land it and the, the springs have got zero tension. <laughs> yeah. And they're like cling, cling, cling. <laughs> um, so, so I guess if I were you, the number one thing, I would do is I would design my my perfect employee, perfect employee like an avatar, okay. Um, like you kind of, we already kind of have talked about it here, uh, and then I would design a program that would you know that will help that person achieve their career goals, right? Of becoming a better, more versatile, more creative instructor who's better at filling their classes and sending clients away and they come back with their friends because it's so amazing. Um, and, you know, fostering that playful, creative, fun, you know, way of, of programming, you know, what would that, what would be like the dream job for that person, right? With including mentoring and, 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 you know, uh, formal or informal further education and, you know, requirements or opportunities to audit other people's classes and talk with their fellow workmates about, you know, like just all that fun geeking out about Pilates stuff that Pilates instructors love, right? Uh, And design that role, right, along with, like, there has to be, I think, a component of formal, structured, weekly mentoring, you know, from you, where you regularly audit that person's classes and you give them constructive feedback that's like okay when you said this even better if you say this okay or even better if you position yourself in the room in this way or if you sequence the exercise in this way and here's why okay or when you got stuck with this one particular client here's how you could have handled that differently to get unstuck so those kinds of things um and and so design design that and then run that past this this employee, you've got the two-hour-a-week woman, okay, and say, is there anything missing from this that would make this even more attractive to you? 
you know, and let her, you know, have input into co-designing that. Obviously, it's got to be sustainable for you as well. Right? It can't be like, oh, you know, I get a free massage from Kayla every lunchtime or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, Perfect. But, but co-design, you know, you, you create, you know, basically the outline. Go to her and get her to add her input, you know, and feedback. And uh, then say to her, have that sit down, have that conversation with her and say, okay, so if if I was willing to put up a bunch of energy and, and time into training you up, okay, you know, would you be would you be willing to be an equal partner in that? And could we fast track you to get you into the studio here? Because I've got a window here where I need to employ someone. Now I'd rather employ you because I know you and I trust you and I like you, right? And you're a good fit. But if I don't employ you, like if I don't bump up your I'm gonna have to go get someone else. And that means the window is going to close and there'll be less opportunity for you in the future, right? Because I'll have this other person that will be here, right? I can't, I can't just keep hiring more and more and more people. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a carrot and a little bit of a stick there for it. <laughs> or a lot of a carrot and a lot of a stick. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, that's so helpful. I, yeah, that like makes perfect sense and it's so, so helpful. I never thought of it that way. And yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. So that's what I'll do. If if that conversation uh, doesn't, you know, if she's like, oh, look, no, I really just need to take my time with this and I appreciate the offer, but it's like, yeah, I just got to take this slow and whatever, that's fine, you know. But that uh-huh. means that you're going to have to advertise for somebody. And uh-huh. if that's the case, um, it, you're always going to be better advertising, I would advertise to your network, so your network is your clients, okay, uh-huh. instructors who you know. Um, the uh-huh. Pilates Elephants community, Facebook groups, things like that. Uh, and what I would do is I would write out, you know, that job description, like we said, and, you know, write out uh, in there, there's also going to be stuff about your values and, you know, what 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 you're looking for, what you're not looking for, uh-huh. right? and what what that, what they will want, what they will not want in in an employer, in a work situation. And I would turn that into a video, right? just a you phone selfie. Hey, I'm Kayla. I'm at Quiet Bodies, I'm, and I'm looking for an instructor. And if this is you, I want to hear from you. You are this. You are this. You are this. You are this. Okay. You want this. You want this. You want this. You don't want this. You don't want this. It's really important to you that you this and this and this. Okay. Now I'm going to need you to be MAT certified. If you're comprehensively certified, that's great too. But that's not the main thing. The main thing is all the things I just said. A minute ago, uh, and then get people to submit a short three to five minute video to you, just as like a phone selfie, text it to you, or stick it on YouTube unlisted and send you the link. Okay, and get them to answer three questions, and the three questions should be something about values. You know, why is it important to you? What does growth mindset mean to you, and why is that important? Yeah, something like that, right? Some they basically ask them about their values. Second one should be a skills thing, you know, like just a technical thing, like okay, um, you know, when you're programming a mat class for a group of people with mixed abilities, you know, what are the top three things that you know you prioritize, or something like that, you know, whatever whatever you think is an important technical question you could ask that person. Uh, and then the third one would be something like specific to your organization like you know why do you want to why why do you want to work to why do you want to talk to me about working at quiet bodies right what and what you'll find is you will you'll you'll get fewer applicants because a lot of people won't have the guts to do a little video for you but you want someone who's fun and creative right (laughs) and gets outside their comfort zone okay um, and so you're not grading them on the quality of their video or the quality of their performance or whether they stutter or stammer, right? Because that's all normal. But the fact that they do it and the fact that they give you answers that you like, oh yeah, that makes you know that makes sense. And also that they don't take like 25 minutes to do a five minute <laughs> video. <laughs> um, and it's you'll be you'll be very surprised, I think, at like you'll probably only get a handful of applicants, but they'll be amazing applicants. You'll be like, I want to hire all of these people. Uh, and then, of course, you ne- you have to get them to do an audition and teach. You know, like you have to go through more steps. But I think weeding out like the the the, the most important thing with when you're hiring is 
is weeding out the people who are not the right fit it's because it's a waste of their time and a waste of your time, you know, to come in and do an audition if it's not going to be a good fit. So I would do that, um, have, you know, put out, you create a little video uh, and ask them to apply by submitting their own video, right? Um, and, yeah, I think that's 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 the way I would go. Yeah, that's awesome. That's like, a, yeah, because, I mean, I was thinking, I don't know if it was your episode with was his name Jeff maybe it was a similar a vibe ago, you were yeah. talking yeah 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 but yeah you were talking about how I think you were like oh I don't even like look at a CV or like how I hire or would look for instructors now was totally different than like you know what I would have done years and years ago because yeah people can look great on paper but you know and that's what I found in my previous position was I had a lot of instructors that looked great on paper, but some of them were really poorly behaved at some time, sometimes for me, you know, or very difficult, but, you know, we needed people. Say, call out those behaviors, right? Say, I'm looking for someone who will never bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, right? Just be uh-huh. totally upfront about it. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, just it's like just kind it. of like being on a dating app, right? I mean, I'm, I've never been on a dating app because I've been married for yeah, 24 years. But, <laughs> but I imagine it's just like oh, I'm looking for someone who has these values, these beliefs, likes doing these activities. Doesn't I'm not looking for a smoker. I'm not looking for somebody who's into this and this and this. You know, so it's just like just be upfront. Say, hey, here's what I'm looking for. Here's what I'm not not looking for. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the, the right Narrows person, down. the right person will be equally attracted by what you say you're not looking for by as, as what you are looking for for sure if i saw my job ad i'd be like i want to work there that's great <laughs> that's awesome because i hated being that instructor that was just like flapping in the wind or you know i was just rolled into the studio and you know do i remember what the owner look like looks like i don't know <laughs> so right yeah and and you know say hey i'm, I'm looking for somebody who's open to you know, helping me you know, grow in grow and be, develop into a teacher trainer at some point. I'm I'm looking for somebody who's looking to learn the reformer in the Cadillac and be mentored to become a kick-ass one-on-one instructor. You know, like, and that you can frame that as a criteria. Like, I'm looking for someone who right, but that's actually a benefit, right? <laughs> like, I'm looking for someone who wants to make a million dollars a year. You know, it's like okay, it's kind of like. <laughs> It's a benefit, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the other thing, the other thing is is the money, um, mm-hmm. which for most people in this industry is not the main driver, but it is a thing. And like you discovered with the previous person we talked about right at the top of the show, is like, well, you know, everyone, well, not everyone, but most of us have our price. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, if we got sure. offered a yeah. situation with you know less hours, more money, more benefits, etc., you know that's that becomes a, a very tempting offer. So I think money is certainly part of it, and with if you offer more money, you'll you'll receive more applicants and probably more like technically qualified applicants. You know, more experienced because more experienced, skilled confident instructors you know, can earn more, right? So, you know, so to be competitive, you're going to have to, uh, you know, the salary, or to put it another way, the salary is going to determine the level of experience of the person you're able to attract, right? So you could have the most amazing situation in the world, but if you're only offering $20 an hour, it's like you're going to struggle. You know, people are just going to say, well, I could earn triple that somewhere else. So it's really hard for me Absolutely. to say yes, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, such a good point. And I mean, we live in like one of the most like expensive cities. So like you can't pay the, the instructors peanuts for sure. Right. And part of that would be, you know, like you said, uh, you know, how many back-to-back sessions they can do, you know, what their total weekly load would be. And so, you know, that would be probably one of the things that I would put in the ad is like, okay, I can give you X number of hours a week in blocks of this many hours, you know, minimum three-hour block or two-hour block or, or whatever it might be. Uh, 
you know, so yeah, I think that's certainly a something that people will, you know, that is that is a concern. That is a thing that people will want to know about, and it will be a the decision data point for for a lot of people. <laughs> is is there anything else that's that you want to talk through, or are we done? Yeah, I don't. I guess maybe um, I'd love to. Okay, so say you are. This hasn't happened. So if any of my instructors are listening to this, this has not happened. Don't worry. But if you are sitting, you know, at the front desk tapping away, someone's teaching a group class and they do say one of those like nonsensical cues or, you know, say they were the person that was like, oh, no, not for you. It's your first class. Put your legs down. How do you, what's an elegant way to approach this with your instructors so that you're not, um, you know, I don't know, you're not like overpowering them or making them feel like fearful that you're like looking over their shoulder, but you you approach it more as like an opportunity, like, hey, like, I don't know. Yeah. How do you approach that? Or would you approach that? Oh, what a great question. And absolutely, you need to approach that. Yeah. So I think this is a, the mind shift here for you is that as the business owner, as the founder, you have to take on a mentoring role with all of your staff. That is your that is the role of the business leader is to mentor the other staff. Now you might have someone there that's been working twice as long as you or has twice as many certifications, doesn't matter. It's still your job to mentor that person in the way that you want things done. Right? And because it's your business, you get to say what way you want it done. Right? If they want to do it their way, they can go and start their own business and teach however they want, right? But you have to be transparent with people coming in, right? So you can't say, come in, just do it however you want. And then the next week it's like, no, you have to do it this way, right? Because that wasn't the deal when they signed up, right? So you have to be super clear. And that's why this sort of job ad format that we talked about is so valuable because it's like, well, there's, it's all transparent. It's like, here's what I'm looking for, right? And this is what you're signing up for when you, when you work here. And so I recommend that you create some kind of um, vision, mission, values or um, manifesto or like here's our culture, here's what we believe, what we don't believe, um, some, a document like that, right? Like just a one-pager that says, okay, here's what we stand for, high level, okay? And here's how that manifests in the way that we do our work, right? So we, you know, high level – we believe in evidence-based best practice. Now, how that manifests is we use cues like A, B, and C, and we don't use cues like X, Y, and Z, right? And here's, so just basically, here's our value, here's how it shows up, right? And for your existing team members, you're going to have to get their buy-in, right? Because they didn't sign on for that necessarily, okay? So um, what I would recommend is you sit down and, and create that, Right, create it about 80%, right? Don't start with a blank sheet when you go to the team members. Start with something like, basically, here's what I'm thinking. What do you guys think of this? What's your feedback? Agree, disagree? Do you have any builds? Have I missed anything? You know, get them, and everyone gets a voice but not a vote. Like, you don't have to take on their feedback, right? You should listen to them and consider what they say, but you don't have to implement anything they say. You just take it on and, or not as you see fit, okay? But you have to consult them and then come back to them with like, okay, great, here's the finished draft, here's the finished document, read through this. You know, if it resonates and you agree and you're happy working here, great, that's awesome, right? If not, like, this is how we're going to be playing the game moving forwards, so these are the new rules of the game, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like that. <laughs> uh, and that way they get a chance to opt in or opt out, okay, to it. And then it simply becomes a case of when you hear that cue, you're like, ah, and you make a little note. And then quietly outside class time when no one else is around, you pull that person aside and you say, hey, look, I heard you say X, Y, Z in class the other day, and that's not in line with our value of this, right, and how we show up for that value because we use these cues but not these cues, and here's why, okay, so next time instead, what I needed to say is this or something more like this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's uh, – I like that. Just makes the rules clear. And I, I yeah. think also like just mentor, mentoring people, like in my experience, when I first became a studio owner for the first few years, 
I had a situation where I was employing people who were more experienced, more qualified than myself, and I was very hesitant to give them feedback. Even though I had opinions, I thought, oh, well, who am I to give my opinion to someone who's got full classes and is more experienced than me? But, yeah. you know, when I when I finally got up the guts to actually start giving feedback to people, pretty much they all said, oh, thank God you've started giving me feedback. I've been really missing having feedback <laughs> all these yeah. years. <laughs> Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, that makes sense because, you know, we want to do better and we want to, you know, grow and, yeah. Right, right. And and I think for you to trust someone's feedback, you don't have to believe that they're better than you. I think you just have to believe that they, they're competent enough to see what you miss, you know. And it's uh-huh. much easier to see what someone else misses rather than see what you're, you're missing yourself, right? So I think, uh-huh. you know... Yeah, I think I don't think you have to be like more qualified or better than someone necessarily to give them useful feedback. You have to be good enough. Yeah. But you don't have to be like the best. Yeah. No, that yeah, that's like even, you know, even like thinking about this conversation, it just already started even before talking to you. I was like you, know, you start to like pull back the layers and start to think about things in like a bit of a different way and you know, talking to other people is always beneficial. I mean, you're more qualified than me, just for the record. But, <laughs> but you know, someone else always has a fresh perspective because sometimes you're too in what you're doing. Right. Um, that yeah, it's that that outside opinion. Right, and that's so. I think that's your job as the business owner with all of your, whether it's the reception staff, the try, you know, your instructors, the cleaner, like whoever it is, it's your job uh-huh. to set the standards, you know, like uh-huh. the, the the here's how we do things around here, and then to guide and, and mentor people to, to help them become better, not just, you know, compliant robots doing it exactly the way you want, but for them to, like, if you're signing on people who actually opt into that vision, right, they want to be evidence-based and they want to give great service and they want to be creative and they want to learn and grow, well, then you're just helping them do what they already want it do right you're not imposing something on them right because and that's why it's so important to get someone who's a values fit at the start because then it, you're not having to impose anything because they actually want the same thing you want right and so the only reason they didn't do it the way you would have done it is because they just like didn't know or they forgot or they you know it's like it's not that they've got some kind of philosophical opposition to doing it that way right so i think that's why the values fit is the most important part because everything else pretty much is trainable yeah Great. These are great, great points. So um, just before we finish, what what are your, you know, what's your bullet point summary or what are your sort of key takeaways from from the convo? Um, well, like the big one is, yeah, I, I just never looked at it in that perspective of like it's like no different than attracting clients and you know creating and even when you said blue sky's the limit that's the space my the studio space that I wanted that was I was really struggling to find space and then I took a piece of paper out and I was like this is exactly what I want I don't want anything else and then it like appeared and it didn't appear but like you know then it was very it made things really clear like yes i could so easily say yes when i walked into the space that i now rent cuz i knew exactly what i was looking for and i think yeah this helps really clarify that and then um yeah i love the idea of that manifesto because i think that i have the team that i have hired they do align with my values and I don't think anything is ever going to really happen but I still think it's a great idea to you know establish kind of that manifesto um so that we don't have that or if we do I'm not surprising them being like uh you know that pelvic floor thing I don't know like (laughs) maybe (laughs) so yeah those are my two biggest takeaways okay great well, um, thanks so much. I'd love to know, love to know what you know, what the next steps are for you. You know, as they as they occur. So, yeah, I hope you'll you'll keep in touch. Yeah, awesome. I definitely will. Thank you so much, Raf. After two exercise science degrees and over a decade and a half of reading research daily. I've condensed all the current science on rehab into a program called the Clinical Exercise Specialist 
rehabilitation. Inside the program, I'll teach you to do three things. One, deeply understand how the body works. Two, confidently and expertly rehab literally any client. And three, get results for your clients. So ultimately, your clients tell their friends and you become known as the go-to expert in your area. This program is completely unlike any education you've done before, even if you've studied with us before, because of the way we've built the learning design. It's an online, flexible, skill-based learning program, which means you keep doing the skills under supervision until you're good at them. It's more of a mentorship model than a traditional course model. So rather than rushing through the content and having sort of one go at everything, you actually just practice live and we give you feedback and guidance and we dialogue and explore concepts together until you're highly skilled and confident. We just keep working the material until you get it. It's not rushed at all. It's not about ticking off the content. It's about engaging, practicing and applying it until you own it. This is a life-changing program, not some weekend certification. I've put my heart and soul into building this, and I can't wait to share it with you and help you discover your genius for anatomy and rehab. Now, because of the highly interactive nature of this program, we're only taking on 12 students worldwide. The program starts on March the 1st, and the first 12 qualified people to apply will be allowed to enroll. So if you're interested in learning more, click the link in the show notes and download the course guide or go to breathe-education.com and click on the clinical certification menu in our uh, link in the top menu. That's breathe-education.com and click on the clinical certification link in the top menu.